Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. I am Kumail Nanjiani. Hi, everybody. I'm Emily V. Gordon, and welcome back to Staying In with Emily and Kumail. Episode four. Wow. Feels like we've been doing it a very long time, and also that it's crazy that we're already on episode four. I kind of just got the impression, and I don't know about this from personal experience, that um, we're at camp and there's like a camp uh, radio show. Oh. I'm thinking of Wet Hot American Summer, I think specifically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where there's like, we're the people that are like here to like DJ while everybody's at camp. Right. Yeah. It does feel like that. You know, uh, I was like, what's the last camp movie we saw? Dirty Dancing. Yeah, I got that was like an adult camp movie. It's an adult camp. I wouldn't say it's camp. E. It's a little campy, but it's about camp. I like that you went for the pun and then tried to backtrack so fast. This is my life. <laughs> uh, did you ever go to a summer camp? No, I never went to a summer camp. And I never saw the appeal of it. Because for me, summer was staying at home inside and playing video games and watching movies and that was the best <laughs> that's how you make a kumail some people's parents wouldn't let them do whatever they wanted and kind of were like you need to go out and talk to other people yeah but i was such a good kid i got good grades i studied all the time when it was like i had set up rules for myself like you know parents or kids will negotiate just don't understand with, <laughs> parents just don't understand <laughs> parents would like negotiate with their kids to be like um okay you when you do your homework then you can play video games I had set up a rule that I couldn't play video games during the week. Like I had, <laughs> I had set that rule up myself. <laughs> so you didn't need parents to like impose structure on you. You kind of did. And you are like that. You have rules all the time. Oh, bagels right. here. Hello, and some everybody. of them are pretty arbitrary. And I've only now realized that the tyranny that I have like subjected myself to was for no reason. Like for instance, here's a rule I had when I was a kid about video games. I couldn't use continues. <laughs> I had set up a rule that I could not use any continues. And so I never beat a game on my Sega Genesis because I would get to a part and I'd be like, all right, I guess that's it. I couldn't use uh, cheat codes. I used nothing. Just, and no one would know. This is just your own personal integrity that you were dealing with. Yeah, this is just for me. That, um, and so is there any respite from that as a child for you? Yeah, summer. Summer. Summer well, was no. all you had. <laughs> no, even in the summer, no continues. So you had no respite. Your life was like designed for you, by you, to be like as difficult as possible when you're eight. And how do, I f- do you feel I've evolved? <laughs> be so careful. Since you know. Anyway, summer camp. Uh, <laughs> I only went to summer camp once. And um, f- some of the kids, it's all girls, and some of the girls got to, and I mentioned this when we were talking about Dirty, dirty Dancing, because I was in summer camp the summer that that came out, and as a tall child at an all-girls camp, had to be the base of the lifting move. <sighs> everybody wanted to do, everybody wanted to dirty dance. It was just a bunch of like preteen girls rubbing each other, rubbing on each other hardcore. And you, was it, was it somewhat like sexual like we was that oh, part yeah, of that it was, i think that was part of it for sure there's definitely like there's some experimentation I, I don't i guess boys don't do this because the um stigma is so intense the homophobic stigma but i think girls do a bit of experimentation with each other when they're young just to get comfy with the idea of it and also because friction is friction and friction feels good you're still friction is that. friction you <laughs> sound like a dude at the club right now <laughs> Bro, friction is friction. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, my main memories of camp were that um, I felt not okay about taking a shower uh, because 
it was not a shower that I knew. So I basically just smelled awful and didn't shower for a long time. So nobody wanted to rub on me. They just wanted me to lift them. But, but, and then, but it's, it's sucks for them because they, you were filthy, but you still were the base. <laughs> I still had to be the base, but that's not a dirty dancing move. The, the lift in itself, which is just Patrick Swayze lifting Jennifer Grey into the air. Spoiler alert. They try it throughout the movie. And at the end, no, watch it. to find out <laughs> what do you think happens? <laughs> so you don't really have to rub anybody. You just like, just your hands are touching that stomach or whatever. If you're lifting someone. However, I also did not have a bowel movement the entire time I was there. And I think that was maybe two and a half, three weeks. Just too scared to. Hi. Anyway, welcome to staying in. <laughs> We're in the podcast. <laughs> I think that's a pretty common. Listen, let us know. If you went to summer camp as a kid, I think it's a pretty common thing that like you go home and are just like a stuffed turkey. <laughs> just releasing. <laughs> Also at summer camp, my mom. No, to, we're not nope. moving on nope. from that. I'm <laughs> sorry. Are. I have to like put myself back together <laughs> before I can react to that. What? It was you did it, not. It just was a public bathroom situation. You did not poop for two and a half weeks. I, I, Filthy inside and out. It's just a horrifying mess. It was what? not a good. Oh my god! Not a good situation. What are you talking about? Uh, you know, it's hard. It's, and in that moment, were you like, "Oh God, I've been holding it for two weeks," or was it when you got home and you? Oh, were I like, was aware. You <laughs> I was like, "Why don't my clothes fit anymore?" <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm not. Um, yeah, you're very well aware. I just have not, if you've not been away from your home and then suddenly you're living away from home for a brief period. There is no excuse. It, it kind of screws with you in a bunch of I'm sure it screws ways. with you in a bunch of ways, but well, let us know, listeners, I guess. if there's anybody who didn't poop for the entirety of summer camp. Because <laughs> not showering, you know, that's like. I had talcum powder for that. Yeah, there's no talcum powder for not pooping. As the old saying goes, talcum powder don't help no pooping. And then when you got home. Yes. Is this the first? You never told me that. Oh, I guess not. Is this? Who Did you tell your parents like, I'm, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. You guys should leave the house. Go on a walk. <laughs> I'm going to be in there for a few days. Um, I don't remember, actually. I wish I had a better answer for that, but I don't remember I, but I do remember perhaps reading in a David Sedaris uh, short story that he also experienced a similar thing when he went to summer camp uh, away from home that he... <laughs> he didn't poop. He didn't poop the whole time. So I felt uh, I felt some kinship to my North Carolina brethren Well, there. Emily, yes? that's crazy. It, it's not uncrazy. Do we have any business here? Well, this is... I'll tell staying. you what I did over the summer real quick. I would play video games all day. And at night and midnight, after my whole family fell asleep, including my brother... I would watch two movies, and I had a six-pack of this apple soda that I love in Pakistan. It was called Apple Sidra. Apple Sidra. S-I-D-R-A, Apple Sidra. And I would get a six-pack of it, and I would watch two movies from midnight to 4 a.m. on my own while, like, running a train on a six-pack of Apple Sidra. That sounds... That does sound quite it nice. It was... Great. But now Someone that I see it best. in context of you giving yourself a like basically a little bit of time off from being like the hardest working child for no reason. I was a hard working child. Like you applied for, got, and were excelling at a job that nobody wanted you to have. And nobody knew about. <laughs> People were not aware of this. 
I wasn't telling anybody. I can't see your mom as being the type to like have a lot of, she's a lovely, strict, strict ass mom, but she didn't have that many rules for you. I can't see that. No, I mean, I, I'm all full of, full of rules. You're full of rules. I'm, I'm full up on rules. Don't need more rules, Ma. <laughs> thanks. I, um, over, uh, when it was exam time, I would study morning to night every What were you afraid of? Day. What happened to you if you didn't do that? I think this is what it was. I've thought about it. Okay. I wasn't cool. Certainly. What are the things kids care about? I wasn't cool. No. I wasn't like, I didn't like how I looked. Oh. I, di- I wasn't good at sports. You're a very good looking kid, but okay. Okay, thank you. That's not true. Yeah, you were. I was a very, very adorable child till the age of like six. Like, I was so cute. And then from six to like early 20s, real dark patch. I've seen photos. We don't need to get into this. You were handsome. You were looking at yourself well, incorrectly. I, I'm sure. And That's how to. I felt about myself. Yes. But until six, I was like so... I remember my aunt and I, I went with my aunt to Thailand because they had family there. And the, the, the people on the streets of Thailand were like, we are going to kidnap this kid. We are going to keep this kid. <laughs> For me, Thailand... Is full of traumatic memories because I was so cute they wanted to keep me. And then I remember it wasn't like one day where I was like, oh, I'm not cute anymore. I remember just being like, you know what I haven't heard in a while? <laughs> Nobody's like made a joke about kidnapping me. Let's look but in the mirror. But had you been to Thailand? Huh? Had you been to Thailand again? No, but but people would comment on my cuteness. And then when I hit seven, Whew, I looked and, and then, you know, my head got big. My mm-hmm. Adam's apple came in. Somehow I had four of them at the same time. Got probably glasses. all that apple cider you were drinking. Yeah. They <laughs> called me chicken shoulders. My shoulders were very small. What's the Urdu? How is that in no, They said chicken shoulders. In English? Yeah. Is that said, an extra insult to like insult you in English? They would say murghi. Murghi is chicken. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Little uh, chicken shoulders. And, and uh, you might be now. like, chickens don't have shoulders. Exactly. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> they should have called you like snake shoulders because snakes really don't have shoulders. All right. I'll give them the note. <laughs> That's what I'll do when I get my time machine. Um, so so I want to say, so I wasn't, I didn't think I like, I didn't like the way I looked. I wasn't good at sports. I wasn't cool. All I had was being smart and steady. So I was like, that's the only way I could have, I realized All later. All the chips in that basket. Any self-esteem. That was the only way I could feel good about myself okay. was by studying. I didn't even try to feel good about myself. So you were one up on me on that. I just was like, this is a wash. <laughs> I, Put our head down, get through this life. I hate myself and it turns out I'm right. <laughs> I think I'm terrible and I'm also correct. Well, we talked about this a little bit before mm. in our life where we both were weird and I dealt with it by really squashing that part of myself and hating that part of myself and watching weird movies made me feel weird and I didn't like it. And I, you went, went, I went Cheryl Sandberg. I leaned in. <laughs> you leaned in. You <laughs> Cheryl Sandberg did. Um, that's, a, yeah. that's a quick childhood self-esteem check-in. I, I want to do a quick amount of business, not too much business this week. But first off, we're at stayinginpodcast at gmail.com. Stayinginpodcast at gmail.com. And again, a reminder, all the all every money we make goes to... Every money we make. Every money... <laughs> We make goes to charity. That is correct. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening. We've we're doing we're doing all right. Thank you. I'm glad people are listening. And one other thing I want to mention, I'm not going to mention every charity that people bring to me because there's a lot of great ones out there. That would be the entire show. And frankly, that's a little boring to listen to. But um, there's an organization called dine11.org. 
Uh, and the website is www.dine, like dine, the number one, the number one, dot org. And what they're doing is uh, they you donate to them. They pay restaurants that are otherwise out of business. Those restaurants make food for people, healthcare professionals. Oh, wow. It's a great organization. Great charity. Great name. Great everything. Dine 1-1. And they're also not the only ones doing this. There are a few organizations doing this. I don't think anyone's in a, that was our idea first, so shut it down. So uh, yeah, if you're able to donate to any of these organizations, great. If you're not, we get it. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for biz. Um, How's this week been? Well, I'll tell you this. So we've been talking about, I don't know if you've talked about it on this podcast, but my dreams have always been horribly literal, like they require no interpretation. This week, it took another step. So what happened was usually when I'm feeling anxious, my go-to dream, I've we mentioned it on the here, um, I'm on stage and I don't have any material. Correct. I, my brain decided that that was too much to interpret. Too many people in a, in a, a stand-up show. Can't be around that many people. No. Yeah. Right. So it's updated it. Yeah. The dream I have now, or it thought the symbolism, who's going to put that together? Not this guy. Got too much Who to do. Who has the time <laughs> to bridge this impenetrable metaphor? My new uh, nightmare is I can't find my hand sanitizer. <laughs> That's the dream I've been having. That's the recurring dream. I can't find my hand sanitizer. What do you think it means? What do you think it's about? I think it's about, you know, thinking about growing older and like, what is your legacy? I think that's a legacy dream. That's what it's that feels like. It's a legacy <laughs> dream, right? Like, wash your hands of the past, make your own way through sanitize the world. Sanitize the future. You sanitize the future. <laughs> Literally dreams where I can't find It's very my, sad, Camille. Um, how, 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 how have you been doing? Any dreams? Any? Uh, no, I don't. I haven't really been having any dreams. My, I just like, it's basically, I'm going to lean away from the mic for this. Here's a wake. Ah! And then here's a sleep. And then I wake up and it's, ah! That's basically it. Has it been like that? A little bit. This week has been slightly easier. Um, I'm planning on uh, not crying today on this podcast. And I'm planning on not crying. That's where I'm at. I'm kind of in a... um, I feel like we've we've collectively, and everybody's got their peaks and valleys, gone through, this is weird. Hey, this is kind of novel. Holy shit, this is awful. And now we're like... And now this is what life is. Right. I feel the same way. I had this thing that... um, so all week, obviously, I've, last week I felt very anxious. And and I, we talked about this before where I would have like sort of three, four times a day have the feeling of like, man, this is crazy. We can't go outside because there's this virus that's like super contagious. And I would hit me three or four times a day, right? And sort of like knock me back. All week, last week, I was very anxious. And then on Friday night when we were just hanging out because it's the weekend and we can like it's the weekend. watch movies and listen to music and stuff and have fun. Uh, sort of relaxed. And that was the first time in that week that it hit me. I was like, oh, we can't go outside because there's a virus. That's the first time that week. And so three, four times it, I didn't feel it all week. And then when I thought of that, like I felt relieved. Like I had all this anxiety and then that happened and it honestly made me feel a little relaxed. Explain that one, Einstein. I... Do not understand that. <laughs> it might be that, you know, sometimes it's hard to know what you're feeling anxious about. And then um, having something real to put it in rather than like shooting it around to like a hundred different things. Maybe putting it in a real thing that ultimately is out of your control was what it was. Or it's sort of like my, I 
was able to explain to myself suddenly, like, okay, this is why you're feeling this. This way. is why I'm feeling. Maybe this so. Way. That might be true. Um, and then we should update people this week. Uh, the thing you broke. So so far, it's been an iPhone, a Switch. Oh, yeah. This time, a glass. Just a glass. I shattered a glass into fifty. Fell. It like flew out of my hand. We're calling it a win. <laughs> That's a win. And then I spent a good forty-five minutes. You clean the fuck out of it. Just really cleaning the floor because I thought what we can't have is one of us to step on glass and need stitches, what have you. Right. And if Bagel steps on glass, (laughs) what are we even going to do? How will she even tell us? Meow. Yeah. That's how she says everything. (laughs) She has one word to convey everything. That's correct. I'd be. It's her aloha. I'd be an annoying little monster too. She's not. She's amazing. She, we gave her, she's kind of been uh, stalking the microphones and pushing her little cute head into them. So we gave her a, a puzzle box to sit in and that has helped tremendously. Um, although I have found my puzzle heads out there. If you have a bunch of puzzle pieces in a puzzle box, my cat will start scratching the puzzle, the puzzle pieces around as if they are kitty litter. Now that is oh, that of is concern. a scary thing. That is of concern. Nip that in the bee. <laughs> because I don't want cat shit on my puzzle. <laughs> my current puzzle, I finished uh, the Sistine Chapel last week. Thank you. Um, and this week I'm doing an Edward Gorey uh, piece. Uh-huh. Who is a fantabulous, if you're a goth kid from the 90s in any regard. You know Gorey. You, you know Gorey. You love Gorey. Has some very um, kind of bizarre children's drawings that are kind of dark and uh, Edward Scissorhandsy, I'd say. You could say it's, Burton-esque. It's a little Burton-esque. Or I guess you could say Burton is Edward Gorey-esque. Yeah. There's a big overlap there. Uh, so just one glass this time. Calling yeah. that a win. Really good. Yeah. Um, and oh, oh, um, one more thing. So we've been Zooming a lot more with people. Huh. Uh, had a friend's birthday last night. We Zoomed with them for about two and a half hours. Yeah. Super fun. But I got a text from my cousin. This is the other weird thing that's happening is people are like connecting with people they don't usually talk to. So my like cousin, you with your family. Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> they were like, on Sunday, everybody's getting together for a big Zoom. So it's like aunts and uncles, cousins that I have not seen in like 20 years. Like literally 20 years, right? So 8.30 on Saturday, on Sunday morning, I log in and it's like 16 screens each screen is multiple people like whole families everyone is talking <laughs> at the same time everyone so that little like the the uh whatever the uh, the intelligence is that has it like whoever's talking oh, is it is overwhelmed <sighs> it is overwhelmed we brought down the zoom server everyone's talking at the same time and each it's so it's not but it's not 16 people talking Every person in every window is talking. So if there's like four people in a window, they're all talking. Cacophony. As if... I mean, by the way, being around your family, that is what they do in person. What? Everyone talks at the same time. And everyone is screaming the entire time, but not in an angry way. We're just a loud... Just a loud group of human beings. We're we're a loud... We're a loud clan. Or utter silence. You guys are very comfortable with very loud and utter silence. My family, not comfortable with silence. So for many years, when I would visit your family and people were silent, I would be like, what did I do wrong? You're spinning plates. You're trying to bring up stuff. What is happening? Why are people so mad at me right now? Nope, they're just quiet. Well, it was great. It was great to see everyone, talk to everyone. But, and then I was trying to be like, okay, we're going to go one by one. So I'm going to ask you, you guys say how... You, how you're doing for two minutes, then we'll move on. And they would start talking and then someone else would start responding. And it was 
chaos, Emily. It was chaos. I had two headaches after that. Yeah, you were not okay when you I finished. literally like got done and I came out and I was all like jittery. And I was like, what are we going to do? What, uh, do you want to play video games? What do you, and you were like, calm down. What happened? Was the call okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, it was great. I, I, so, so everyone I haven't seen in a while. Um, so we're going to do that weekly. Weekly? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, I've definitely been talking to my family more. And I the first part of any Zoom call with uh, family to me is going, no, no, I, I know you can't see everybody. No, no, ma, she is here. You just can't see her because she's not talking. Oh, just move it to the gallery, gallery, gallery view. It's over and over again. Just me going get gallery. Get, it's upper, upper right, maybe lower right. I, I, I. I want to see <laughs> like a tally of how many times the words gallery view have been said on Zoom in the last two weeks. Well, you know, someone's keeping track of it because they're definitely. Oh, they're listening. I don't mean to be a conspiracy theorist, but they're watching and listening every single one of those calls. But but it's who am I, it's For over. What? It's I, a lot. It's a lot. You know what? People listen to time. my family's call, transcribe it. Let me know what the fuck was happening. Because <laughs> I really want to know how they're all doing. Just not at exactly the same time. That would be the entire transcript would be garbled, over talking, garbled, <laughs> over talking. That's all it would be the entire time. Yeah. And what were you, you were speaking mostly in Urdu, too, you know? So got to get a translator. Well, that's going to get flagged. Yeah. So if anything, get flagged. If, if anything, they're definitely listen to that one. Yeah. Because you got people in Jersey, you got people in Canada, you got people in Pakistan. Get in there, guys. Everybody's got funny names. Such a hot thing. Oh, that is top of the <laughs> list of things to listen in on. One, I will say good luck to. Uh, send me the transcript. Get at me. I need to know what's going on. <laughs> I want to know how. I want to know how Imran Pay is doing. I'm almost to the point where I'm not frightened anymore when my phone rings. Isn't that terrifying? I use I hate to. phone calls. Not a phone call fan. Don't want to talk to you. Uh, don't want to FaceTime with you. I love you all. Don't want to do it. Uh, hate it. But now I don't. I used to then my heart would just go like Your out. reaction when phone calls happen is has, has been really absurd. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but it's getting better. And I don't like if a, a friend kind of randomly wants to FaceTime or Zoom, I don't even like go, oh, my God. A lot of people have seen me without um, mascara on. And that's something that has not really happened. I have no eyelash. I have eyelashes. They're just white. You, what? No. They're basically colorless. Are you wearing mascara right now? I am. <laughs> Because we're doing this podcast. <laughs> um, um, I thought of a, um, I saw a thing that a woman I went to grad school with uh, for therapy named Allison. I think she's still practicing. I haven't asked her permission, so I'm not going to say her last name. Um, she had two questions that she was posing to people uh, like on Facebook that I thought were kind of interesting. So I'm going to ask you. One, what is something healthy that you should do, but you just don't want to? in this past week or, or in this time of pandemic. Is it something healthy that I usually do that I'm not doing right now? You can interpret it however you want, Mr. Rules. <laughs> Mr. Well, that's the thing. All I have now is my rules to fall back on. So I feel like I've been following my rules almost to a psychotic degree. <laughs> but is there anything you feel like, oh, that probably would be good for me? Is that bad to say? Should me? I not have said psychotic? It's okay. I mean, okay. yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I, I have a have whole thing that. of like not saying crazy and, you know, right. all that stuff. And I and I agree with that and I yeah. apologize. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm learning. We're all learning. Um, We're what all is getting a around. healthy thing that, that you, you should, should do, do, but you just but don't you... want to? Is there anything like, I mean, I'm not pointedly trying to get you to say anything. Just curious. I keep feeling like... Um, what, yeah, what is it for you? I, I've been trying to do a reading hour every day. This has I have been a not big been thing. doing. I have not yeah. been reading enough. And I will like say taking that. a break from like screens as much as possible. Although some of the stuff I read is on a screen. Yeah, and just reading a book either for like 
you know, to help myself learn or reading a book that's just for fun uh, and doing that for an hour, not just in bed right before I go to sleep. I've been trying to do that. Yeah, I will say I, uh, that's what it is. So I have not been reading. I have been better about not checking the news incessantly. But what has happened then is when you have reading hour and I'll sit and I'll try to start reading, then I will obsessively check non COVID things over and over. So instead mm -hmm. of just checking updates on the news, which I had been doing, and it was that was not good for me, I'll just be checking like Reddit over and over or like my video game websites over and over or my mm -hmm. movie websites over and over. I'll just do that over and over. Um, so Because you're just waiting for something new to fill. I think that's the thing that we're kind of not acknowledging is that all of us are getting this like uh, we're all kind of fight or flighty constantly. And so we're looking for that hit of information because in the beginning mm. there was a lot of new information coming out. So we were like, oh, oh, oh. and then now that that's slowing down, which is a good thing, I, I suppose. Well, it's just, I don't know if there's less news. That's what I, I, yeah. Well, there's less new information. I do feel like there's less novel information. And because of that, that's not really the point whether or not there's new information because of that, we are still looking for that hit. Yeah. I think that's been true of a lot of this uh, presidency as well is that we're almost addicted to the chaos of it. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a concern going forward. <laughs> well, I think it's hard because, you know, with the, the news that was coming out about this was every week we find out a new thing, a new symptom, whatever it is, or, or new projections, whatever. Now there's not any new projections anymore. What we're seeing is those projections playing out. So in a way, you sort of know what's happening before it happens. Mm -hmm. And it's just sad you know it's just it's just not um that that hit is just it's just sad i mean you were seeing it sort of play out and i, I don't want to dwell on it too much but it's 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 hard to um it's really hard to comprehend it's the only way to get through it just to not think about it that's how that's how it, that's what's worked for me like that's why i like playing my doom eternal which is this really intense video game and i've been playing halo with friends a lot or working out because that's the only little bursts of time where it's not like weighing on me people have said that about uh having kids as well uh yeah. which we are planning on doing a bonus episode that's just about homeschooling and kind of parenting in the time of covid um, which we're going to have to call on experts for because we don't have kids. But I've our my friends that are parents are like, yeah, that's the only time I feel kind of out of it because they don't know your kids aren't like, should we? What do we do? Do it like most kids, unless they're a little bit older, don't really have an uh, awareness of what's going on and don't want to talk about it, so you can kind of get away from it. Also, in the news, by the way, uh, it's come down in Los Angeles at least that they are recommending that you wear masks uh, when you are in public. That is a new thing, right? Not recommending. They're kind of like. It's so vague. All of it's it is so, so vague. vague. All that's the other thing. We had a debate yesterday of like, what does in public mean? As someone who is a big fan of rules, the fact that we don't have like a set of strict rules <clears throat> is making me feel less safe. Sure, absolutely. People, especially right now, I think people want structure, and people sometimes want that structure because they want to be able to rebel against it and tell you how unfair it is to have that structure. Yeah. Regardless, that doesn't mean that that structure is not forming. Uh, performing a role in your life. But what I will say about masks is it's not fun. It's not fun to wear them. We all have to get comfortable with it. But I I, I feel like I haven't seen enough people talking about like, hey, it's kind of hard to breathe in these things. <laughs> Even if they're well-constructed, beautiful items, I think it had not occurred to me 
I'm a little claustrophobic already. You're claustrophobic, yeah. so it's harder for you. So when it's something over my like nose and mouth. You don't like going to Sweden. Yeah, I don't like going to Sweden, which is what Camille calls it when he pulls the covers over both of our heads. He finds it to be a romantic gesture. I find it to be, he's trying to kill me. <laughs> I always... I, I hate it. My way of sleeping since I was a little kid has been really balling myself up into a little fetus cover over my head. Well, <laughs> that's what I love. And maybe that's just you trying to handle the fact, all the rules that you've had all day. <laughs> Whereas I don't have as many rules and I'm sleeping easy, You're not face sli- uncovered. You're not sleeping easy. No, I'm not sleeping easy. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I've been sleeping easier than you. That is absolutely true. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't love a thing over my nose and mouth. So it's. It's. But it's. I'm willing to do it because I want to thank it. our friends who made us masks and got us masks. Now these are not like the medical N95 masks. Those are for the professionals. These yes. are sort of like cloth masks. Just cloth masks. masks. Yeah. And sometimes you can like um. Cut up an air filter, put them in there. You can look this up, stuff up online. But um, our friends at the Masqueraders will say it's M-A-S-K-E-R-A-I-D-E-R-S. Is it okay that we're saying this name? Because we don't want them to get like, it's a small group of people. It is. I, I, I say Let's just, you can look into what they're doing. Uh, they also have uh, on their website, if you sew yourself, they have patterns available that you can download to make for yourself. They are making masks uh, predominantly for medical communities, but we were we donated to them and they were kind enough to let us uh, have a couple just because we didn't have any. So they're out there. They're, they're ones that are out there. I think it's a good idea to do. I think we should all get comfortable with uh, wearing masks because this is kind of where we are. Right. Uh, here's a trick I learned. So if you wear a mask and glasses, it fogs up your glasses. Oh, it's the worst. Well, if you fold up, if the mask is big enough, if you fold up just the top of the mask and fold it under, that doesn't happen. Or this is what I read. I, again, I, I don't want to like compromise anybody's safety. I'm not like a safety expert or whatever. Or you take a thin like... You, you take a Kleenex, you, you you fold it down, and you put that across the bridge of your nose, and then you put the mask on top of that. How does that help? That'll also... Is that magic? I think it absorbs the uh, moisture, the extra moisture, because that's what's happening. The condensation is the moisture from your mouth. Oh, oh super gross. Gross. It's like con- condensing on your glasses, especially when you're walking around outside. I want to say this real quick. We've been walking around. We've been wearing masks. More people are wearing masks. Not everyone's wearing a mask. Do I judge them? Oh, Partially, but they can't see you because your glasses are fogged up. Right. Yeah. We went to, so we've started like getting takeout from some restaurants we like just to sort of support them. And also because we're sick of our eating, we'll do it like uh, once or twice a week. We went to a restaurant. um, I got pickup and they were great. They had masks, gloves, everything. And then I went to one and they weren't wearing masks and gloves. And the food was great, but it really... Made me a little upset. Don't you think that if you're working in food service and you're coming into, it's safety for you too. Mm -hmm. You're coming into contact with so many people who are showing up to pick up food from you. They weren't wearing masks or gloves. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Camille's like, I just need to shame them. We're not saying who they are, but you know who you are. Wear some gloves and masks. Wear some gloves and masks. The other thing, the other thing that happened was uh, it just got announced that the movie, the, the movie that, I did the Marvel Eternals movie, yes. got moved from November 6th to February 12th, Yeah, obviously because of this. Um, and, and Marvel has that whole plan where they're like, this movie comes out here, This they have slots, basically. They moved they have, every movie, every o- movie one slot yeah. over. Obviously, it's a bummer, but obviously there are much, much bigger issues and what had to happen happened. But this is the other thing. I had this, uh, I did a movie with Issa Rae that was supposed to come out this past Friday called Lovebirds. Great movie. Um, I can't say that Eternals is great because I haven't seen it yet, but my guess is pretty good. 
Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited. Uh, and then someone was like, wait, your movie didn't come out Friday? I'm like, yeah. You know what? I got more bad news for you. If you're surprised the movie didn't come out, have you noticed uh, traffic has been really good recently? <laughs> have you noticed that grocery stores have been more hectic than usual? Right. Yeah. <laughs> have you noticed your mom has been calling you yesterday telling you that Tom Hanks got sick? <laughs> Moms are always behind on the news. Moms are not caught up. Okay, so, so basically uh, something healthy that well, you should t- do. Say, what's happening with lovebirds? You didn't finish that part. Um, what we're trying to, we, we don't know yet. We don't, we don't know yet. Oh, okay. Uh, but it will come out in some regard. It's going to come out in some regard, but we're still, you know, what's uncomfortable out. for me is how hot you two are as a couple. <laughs> we should talk about this. Here's a relatable content. Um, you as an actor, uh, I have had the experience already once of you making out with a woman who is playing me in a movie. <laughs> Yeah, that is is an experience I've had, got through it. It was an interesting experience. And uh, boy, that's a big interesting, isn't it? There's a lot, that ball of interesting. There's a lot of stuff wrapped up in that. Oh, fill a house with that interesting. (laughs) And Zoe Kazan, who played uh, Emily in The Big Sick, she and I ended up having a lot of like good, intense kind of conversations People who don't know, that's a movie that we made that was about... um, How we met, basically. Yeah, and it's it's sort of is the, the story of us meeting and also the initial diagnosis of your That's uh, true. Immunocomp- of you being an immunobody. Uh, and that is true. And it's a great movie. Check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. However, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been interesting. You don't, you're not constantly making out with women in the movies you do, but it is an interesting thing. And I remember you requested when we were filming The Big Sick that that I not be on set during the makeout scenes because it would make you uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, sure, of course. And then always part of me in the back of my head was like, well, that's because it's just so hot and sexy and he doesn't. And then one day I was on set and they uh, had to reshoot a makeout scene. So I just happened to be there and there was I was like, I'll, I'm going to stay. I'll be here. And I realized several things. One, it is incredibly uncomfortable. Like it, it is... It's awkward as hell. It's not a sexy experience for the actors involved. No. Yeah. No. There's a bunch of people watching in that apartment. It was like 100 degrees. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like, I, yeah, what I pictured is like, oh, they're just going for it. Turn on the camera whenever. That's not how Turn it is. Turn on the camera. It's like, <laughs> cut, stop. What was also uncomfortable for me was that at the monitors, I was watching and that while the while the kissing was happening, everybody kept turning to look at me to see what my reaction was. And I was like, what am I supposed to be doing here? Like thumbs up, like masturbating. Like what am I supposed to? So I, That's it was a big pile of interesting. It was uh, it was actually more comfortable for me to not be there. But uh, you and Isa are a hot couple together. I mean, she's one of the most gorgeous women on the planet. So it's hard. There's a lot of things I have to manage in my day to day life. I'm sorry. <laughs> if it helps, we don't get along well in the movie. <laughs> Does that help? It does somewhat. No, it. Uh, I love Isa, by the way. She's. Oh, my God. absolutely the best. Her show's coming out. I'm very excited. The new season of Insecure comes out very soon. It's this Sunday, in fact. And when I I saw the ad for it, it's like Issa sitting in front of like the rest of the cast. Like she's kind of far closer to the camera and everybody. And I, the first thing I thought, well, the first thing I thought was, yay. The second thing I thought was, okay, Issa's safe. We need to get the rest (laughs) of them away from each other. I I, like popped it. Like I couldn't. I know. It was an immediate. But it is such an interesting thing. The two of you have a great chemistry. And I think... um, it's just interesting being married to an actor who sometimes has to like have like romantic chemistry with other women who are super gorgeous. It's a weird Speaking thing. Speaking of relatable stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, we should take a break now. And we'll be right back after these ads. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. We're back. We are back. So there's something what's health, something healthy that you should do, but you just don't want to. Now, what's the message there? Is it that you should work harder to do no, that? I think it's thing? acceptance. I, I think what Allison from the rest of her post was like, we're, let's just be a little confessional. Like, what is it? Uh, what are we not? What do we know we need to be doing that we're not doing? Right. But there's also the other side of it where I do think I can easily, you know, fall into a pattern of justifying not doing something oh, that I know what? helps me. Absolutely, you can. <laughs> wow, jumped on that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's a good point, that uh, acceptance and, and like identifying does not equal behavior change. Like insight does not equal behavior change is a big thing in therapy because you'll meet people all the time who are like, oh yeah, that's a thing I have issues with. Okay, well now what? What are you doing about it? Like what, you can't just be like, this is who I am and which is what people say all the time. Right, diagnosing a problem, sometimes people think is all it takes where it's like, oh, I'm like this, but then it's like, well, but just knowing it and putting that label on yourself, maybe you can try yeah. to have a, a more satisfying or happier life if you sort of deal with whatever that issue is. I certainly have that where I have stuff I know will make me feel better and I just don't do it because I just don't do it. Yeah. Like like reading hour. Yeah. I know I would love it. I know it would make me feel better, but I can't like get my brain to stop spinning sometimes and I'm just like refreshing on the websites I know. Um it's so, so there's a weird balance there, right? Yeah. It's like you Because I do think that there's some parts of you that you should accept and be like, This is just part of who I am. And then but we should always be interrogating ourselves of like, is there a version of me that could be happier, more satisfied if I was not doing this thing or if I was doing this thing more often. I think that's right. always a good. And in fact, there's a thing I found that someone kind of tagged me in uh, online that I saw that I thought would be kind of useful for this, which is kind of interrogating those things while we're in this COVID place. So this was sent to me. Oh, this was, this brings up an interesting thing. Can I say this real quick? Of course. Uh, this COVID place. I find I've been on phone calls with people and people don't know what to call it. This, the new normal, I hate the new normal. Yeah. I don't want to think of this as the new normal. It's not the new normal. Right. We're just a little blip. Okay. The new normal, I don't like these weird times, this strange moment. I don't like any of them. We're calling it the weirds. The weirds. Yeah. In the weirds. We're, we're in, in the, the weirds. We're in the weirds, man. Yeah. We I'm, are in the weirds. I Because I, I always feel like people like stumbling to say, you know, it's like in this uh, strange moment, whatever. The weirds. We're in the weirds, guys. We're calling it the weirds. I, and by the way, I'm guessing that might be the title of this episode. The weirds? In the weirds. Yeah. In the weirds. We'll see. We're in the weirds. So while we're in the weirds, uh, a person called at Boho Rugs Forever, I don't know what they do, can't endorse them as a human, whatever, but they sent me this thing that is a, like a, basically a graph kind of chart thing of who do I want to be during COVID-19, Oh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, so this graph of who you want to be in the weirds. Yeah, who you want to be during in the weirds. Uh, and that there's three different kind of levels to it. There's the fear zone, the learning zone, and the growth zone. So starting out, by the way, I didn't write this. I'm fully just reading it off of a thing. I just thought it was kind of cool. Um, wherever you are in these three, perfectly okay. 
that's fine. It's just about where do you want to be and how can we work towards getting uh -huh. where you want to be. So the fear zone of who you are during the weirds. Um, I grab food, toilet paper, and medication that I don't need. That's a fear zone response. Uh, I spread emotions related to fear and anger. That's if you're on Nextdoor, which is a Facebook <laughs> for locals. But Nextdoor's been like this forever. Oh, Nextdoor is the worst. Next it's always door, like, it's it, the most racist place I've ever seen right. in my life. Yeah. Suspicious means someone who's not white. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, did someone sit down? Oh, well, call the cops. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, another fear zone place to be. I complain frequently, which I think we're allowed to do. I think some of these you got to kind of take with a grain of salt. Um, I forward all messages I receive. That one feels like is written specifically for people's moms. I think that's interesting because I think that might be about the thing of, I feel like there's a lot of information coming out about this all the time. Yeah. And, and it can be hard to sort of separate what's real from what's not. Um, there have been like, you know, you, you'll get some like, so basically the good thing with there is like, if you want to just like do some research and figure out if that's real, because there's a lot of misinformation about this thing. Like I remember people saying that, you know, one of our friends, a very good friend who we love said, oh, if you're in a spa that kills the disease. No, it doesn't. Being in a hot spot does not do that's it. That's right. Drinking hot water does not kill it. Yes. Um, that kind of stuff. But I still see that popping up. And as justification, our very good friend sent uh, the website that, that said this, which was the website of the people who made the spa. So <laughs> take that with a that is all. Check what the source is for all of these things. I think that's always, that's kind of always been true for everything. But if it's like, if it's trying to sell you a product... Just be a little wary. We'll just, right. And we don't teach critical thinking to kids in school. Really need to start doing that. We really um, don't. Uh, final thing of being in the fear zone is I get mad easily, which I think is happening to a lot of people. By the way, you and I got into an argument the other day when we were just about to eat. Uh, we fight sometimes. And then uh, we both were like just in a bad place, but we had this like meal that we were like <laughs> wanting to eat. And I was like, change your clothes. Let's change our clothes. I've never thought of this before this past weekend. Really? I just Emily. <laughs> it was genius. Can I set up what happened? Basically, when we go, we've we've gotten takeout three times in the weirds, right? In the beginning, we didn't, and we've done it three times. Getting and more comfortable with saying in the weirds, by the way. Good job. Yeah. Each yeah. time we get it, it's sort of like, all right, this is going to be, it's usually Saturday or Sunday where we're like, we're going to sit, we're going to have a nice meal. Uh, we for for once we won't be cooking it or eating the same thing, and we're gonna like listen to music, and it's gonna be a nice thing. What happens is, I go and I get this bag of food, and I'm extremely stressed out being in public. I'm extremely stressed out that the person behind the counter wasn't wearing a mask or gloves. Like, sure. I feel grateful when they are like when there's a good system. I feel like such gratitude for them, you know, like where they have a mask and gloves and they have a good system. This place. I had a decent system, but they weren't wearing masks or gloves. So what happens every time is I go on the back porch and we transfer all the food. This is what we do. I'm not we saying this is right or you should do this. This is what what I do because I freak out and I'm always very stressed out. I transfer food to different Tupperware and we nuke everything in the microwave for another 60 seconds to 90 seconds, no matter what it is. If it's a cold dessert, it's going in there. Yeah, we did that. That was Because we know heat, heat kills it. Right. But uh, not spas. Not spas. <laughs> So we do that, and I'm always very stressed out doing that because in my head, every one of these boxes is coded in novel coronavirus, right? 
COVID coded. So uh, I'm always, yes. Give me a little for that. Thank you. <laughs> so COVID coding. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that's <laughs> like, at a, like a nice restaurant. Yeah. It's, co- it's right. encrusted uh, it's in a, uh, deep fried quail encrusted in uh, <laughs> bitter almonds in the COVID, COVID-19. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so, so as I'm transferring stuff, I'm always very stressed out. Right. And, and I've been getting better at it. But I do get stressed out and I get... And then that usually triggers an argument between the two of us. Triggers an argument, I get yeah. upset. I get mad, I'll, I'm snippy. So this time we had this argument. Yes. And we came in and it kind of sucks because it's set up to be this nice dinner date situation. But I always get a little upset and then you get upset because I'm upset. And, and suddenly we're in this position that this thing we've been looking forward to all week. And suddenly it's like gotten bad yeah. because of this argument. And so this time we were both upset and you said, change your clothes. And I was really angry. I was fighting. And you said that and I was like, fuck, that's a good idea. That sucks. That sucks. That's so genius. It really worked. And so we changed our clothes we and both it put really on worked. Different outfits. And then suddenly, like you were kind of taking your anger off. By the way, this may only work one time. It may have only worked that time. Well, I'm going to use it when we're out of the weird. If I'm in the store (laughs) and I get angry at somebody, I'm taking my shirt off. And I'll be like, it's okay. I'm just trying to calm down. That means something different for you because your body is massive and terrifying to people now. It's not terrifying. This is not an invitation to fight. (laughs) This is just... You wrap it around your hand and... uh, That was a great idea. Yeah. so Taking the shirt off. Yeah. So that's that's the fear zone. That's who do you want to be? It's not who you who you are is one question during the weirds. Who do you want to be? But also who you are in this zone, I think, can be helpful. It's it's good for me if I'm getting really angry to be like, oh, okay, obviously I'm in the fear zone sure. right now. Yes. Just knowing that is helpful. So the fear zone is good. Next we have the learning zone, which is I start to give up what I can't control. And I think that's been the real fuck of it for so many of us is... <sighs> Uh, and it's something that I think people addicts who have gone to AA and stuff, that's the number one thing, like learn to accept the things you cannot change and change the things you can. And that is the hardest thing for people to do is accept. If I had to change one thing, <laughs> I would change this virus that's going around. Oh my God. You're such a cool, I would, tra- I'm such a cool smart guy. <laughs> I would change it so that it was actually beneficial. <gasps> like wow. it would help you. Ooh, look at you. Like, Someone would be like, oh, I I got COVID. You'd be like, oh, ca- congratulations. This is a character we frequently do, which is like the person who says the most obvious thing yeah. on the planet. And, you can and, fly now. And decides that uh, they need to be awarded for it. Like, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the way that I was raised. But I kind of think you shouldn't be mean to people. Right. We're like, oh, my God, you're such a saint. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I start to give up the things I can't control. This is in the learning zone. I stop compulsively consuming what hurts me from food to news. I think... Um, I wrote a thing a few years ago, and I can't remember where it is, maybe the toast, about uh, sneaky ways of self-harming. Some of us have self-harmed in the very obvious kind of yeah. uh, razor, cut yourself way. There are so many ways you can self-harm, um, and I think that's one of them, is over-consuming things that you know that are bad for you. Whatever. Certainly for me, looking up the news over and over yeah. has been that a yeah. little bit uh, in the past. It's sort of almost... Uh, it's been self-harm. P.S. Little side note. I used to work with kids uh, who self-harmed when I was a therapist. And it was like a, a real passion of mine. And so I put together a presentation <laughs> for a conference while I was still in grad school about working with kids who were self-harming. And I called it. Emily. <laughs> I called it. Is this something we're going to have to? No. I called it just scratching the surface. Oh. And I thought I was being very cool and clever and no one else thought that i'm on team other people i 
just as a person who worked with them, I I kind of was like, I am in the trenches. I'm I feel like I get to have a little bit of gallows humor about this because it's something I've worked with quite a bit. Um, people disagreed with me. It's an issue I take very seriously. It's not a joke to me. Uh, however, you gotta you gotta have a clever name for a presentation. You gotta really go for it. Bagel uh, at this point has sat next to Camille's microphone and is just staring him dead in his eyeballs. Yeah. Um, okay. We're still on the learning zone. Learning zone, I can identify my emotions. That's important to do. I become aware of the situation and think about how to act rather than just reacting, which is something we talked about before, um, how it's important to stop and think before reacting rather than just reacting. What do you mean? Like what kind of situation would that be? If something is enraging, upsetting, terrifying, rather than just reacting based on like your initial like, I'm scared, kind of taking the time to process the emotion and then reacting. And this is also a little bit like what we talked about. What I think of is as you're going through the, the strangest as you're going through the weirds, everyone else in the world is also going through the weirds, Correct. right? And so it's, I think you have to cut yourself and other people a little break. If you get, I've gotten, certainly gotten, like, for instance, on Instagram, we posted, it was a picture of me and Higgins, the trainer, David Higgins, the trainer. And people were like, hey, you should be socially distancing. Now, this picture was taken months and months ago. As I told you, you should have said that in the description because people will, are looking to jump on you. I will from now on. Yeah. But I am more serious, I guarantee, about social. I am more serious in an unhealthy way about social distancing than almost every other person I know. It, it can be frustrating when someone uh, is commenting on something that you feel like you already have very much a grip on. Actually, similar to me naming that presentation, just scratching the surface, I'm like, I'm really serious about this. So therefore people should see right. it's okay for me to make this joke. We don't know what other people are going through. We don't know often like, yeah, we just don't know. It's a whole thing. Right. Well, so I, I, I blocked them. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I did because to me, it's like, I don't, the way it made me feel was not healthy for me. It was sure. not good. And I understand they're going through their own weirds, but them not being able to look at my feed is not such a, because my feed upset them too. It yeah. upset me and oh, it so upset them. So now you're them. rationalizing that you're I protecting I found it them. as I was talking. <laughs> yeah, you did. You're so I smart. found it as I was talking. What a nightmare to be married to either one of us. Uh, <laughs> and I'm so glad it's you. One's shattering things and one is constantly justifying <laughs> terrible actions. Okay, more learning zone. I evaluate information before spreading something false, which we've said that's that's an important uh, it's an important goal to reach to get into that learning zone. And I recognize that we are all trying to do our best. That's another area of the learning zone. We're all we're all in now, the now. Let's get to the growth zone. Now, this might be some of these may be unattainable for us. We'll this see. This is very aspirational. Could be. Uh, who do you want to be during the weirds growth zone? I think of the others and see how to help them. Whew. Tall words. Seems lords. impossible. I make my talents available to those who need them. Hey, we're doing that right now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you you are. I mean, I think we both are. Yeah, yeah. but you're we're like a, money. Yeah, yeah. Um, I live in the present and focus on the future. Horrifying. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just almost had a panic attack. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say one real quick thing. Wait, I'm sorry. I have to look at. Bagel, could you please get your cat ass off of? Okay. This is a thing that I had is um, in the past when like weird, bad social stuff is happening. It could be you, you may get tempted to like focus on all the things so like climate change, or whatever it is like all the issues. It might be helpful if you really are in a position to help and, and want to help 
pick like an area and focus on that. And that's like sure. your area, right? So mm-hmm. so for for you, it's this, right? It's sort of using your therapy background to talk to people about how they're feeling, how you're feeling and negotiating the weirds the best you can, best we all can. Um, for some people, it may be, all right, I want to help people who ha- are losing income because of this. Uh-huh. Uh, someone might be like, oh, I want to spread uh, safety information and tips about this that I vetted. Yes. I, someone might be like, I want to I want to do all the research and the science of it and 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 do Pick a good job. Guild. And spread that. Pick your guilt, guys. If you want to do that, if you want to help, and again, you don't have to, you really don't. But if you do... It can be overwhelming to like shoot everywhere. Find a thing that you, and and that'll be your zone. Yeah. And I do think, yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, Another part of the growth zone is I am empathetic with myself and with others. Uh, That's important. Sure. I thank and appreciate others. That's a very small thing you can do, but I've been, uh, I'm Southern, so we're already, it's in our nature to thank the shit out of everybody. You're overthinking. I'm an overthinker. Um, (laughs) You're a total overthinker. (laughs) Your whole family, you come from a long line of overthinkers. It's true. If you Eating sushi with my family is a nightmare because they put a lot of items on the table and every item that is sat down, thank you, thank, thank you, thank you, every item. Um, and I can't, and I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I keep a happy emotional state and spread hope. Now go fuck yourself. That's not going to be happening. <laughs> I don't think happy hope. is the goal. I don't think we should be, I, I think that happy as an aspiration right now, let's just put that aside. Moments, glimmers of, of joy, sure. But I think consistent happiness right now, let's maybe put that in a drawer, take it out later. We'll put it in with our tools and we'll find it. Um, I look for a way to adapt to new changes. Great. We're yeah. all having to do that anyway. Yeah. I practice quietude, patience, relationships, and creativity. I think that's a big one. Okay. So that what does that mean? That's like practicing creativity, practicing relationships, which you've been doing more often, uh, like talking to family and stuff. Uh, practicing patience, I think, is a good thing to kind patience of... Patience is... We have to be made and of And figuring out a way to quiet your brain, I think, is is uh, in the growth zone. So again, we have the fear zone. Uh, that might be where you are. Maybe you aspire to the learning zone. Maybe you're in the learning zone and you want to get to the growth zone. I would say I'm in the learning zone. I'd like to get to the growth zone. I don't know if I'm going to get there. Yeah. I don't know. But except where you are now, but the idea is always... I am back and forth between all these zones. Well, that's just your way of saying you're the fear zone. <laughs> that trick <laughs> i'm kind of all over the place <laughs> oh you're in the fear zone you are full of fear you are terrified it's like, it's like when people and this is a, a bit of a if you've seen the show atlanta absolutely tremendous television show you cannot describe that show it is it, it defies every expectation everyone you talk to now is like i'm kind of writing like an atlanta and it's like you're not yeah, gonna do that it. was lightning in a bottle i don't think that you're not gonna pull it off yeah you may not pull right. it off. like after seinfeld they were like well, i'm doing a show because it's kind of about nothing that's <laughs> no, not gonna it's work. Not gonna work not gonna work the reason that works is because it's genius you have no idea of the amount of craft that went into making seinfeld making atlanta making insecure which i've also heard right. that one is being like oh i'm gonna make an insecure no you're not or, or, or even curb your enthusiasm oh we see God. so many people being like oh this is gonna be like my curb, curb your enthusiasm huge. yeah um point is who do you want to be who are you currently in the weirds are you in the fear zone the learning zone or the growth zone and who is it that you want to be and it doesn't have to be every day but like let's all try to take steps towards being uh moving one zone over uh from where we are i think that's a i think that's a a a lofty goal and perhaps a goal we can achieve Mm -hmm. during this time i think uh might be a good time to take a break let's take a quick ad break and we'll be back in a second listen to harry he's great 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We're a new show breaking down the anime and pop culture news you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) And we agree on some things, but not on everything. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. Listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. All right, we are back. Thank you. Um, I want to say real quick, I don't know if I've talked about it in this podcast. Yes, you have. uh, The haircut? Yes. I have finally convinced Emily to give me a haircut. And what we have planned we're going to do is, because I texted, um, uh, her name's Amelia. She's been cutting my hair for, for years. Uh, she has an awesome salon. Um, <laughs> I was going to go get a haircut like a week before the weirds. Me and too. I just put it off. So I went into this needing a haircut. And I'm trying to convince Emily, but what we've decided is I'm going to pay Amelia for a haircut and over Skype or Zoom, she's going to talk Emily through giving me... Oh, oh, she's not. She's eating treats. She's okay. The mistake that I made is that I put a few treats among some puzzle pieces. Why did you do that? (laughs) I was trying to get her to be calm and sit down. She's okay. She's not an idiot. She won't eat puzzle pieces. She may eat the puzzle pieces. (laughs) She's like literally... Over she's, puzzles, she's chewing a, as hard as she can. She's a much smarter cat than we give her credit for. She's not going to eat puzzle pieces. She's eating treats. Now, listen, uh, dear listeners, if you hear us start to scream in a second, that will mean that our cat has maybe ingested a puzzle piece, but she's not. Well, and what's going to happen is we're going to find out in a week when you finish this puzzle piece, like, oh, I guess we'll see that in Bagel's kitty litter at some point. <laughs> um, so Emily's going to give me a haircut. Here's the other project. Maybe it's gross. I have a stitch. I got No, we're not no, absolutely not. Okay, no, let's let's talk to people and see what uh, they say. Absolutely not. I got I had to like get stitches for on my back. I had to get stitches and um still a very small amount of stitches. A very small amount of stitches and um I went I was supposed to go back get them taken off the weirds happened. So I have I have a stitch in my back. <laughs> I think, and it's healed. It's fully healed. It's been well past when it should have come out. I think you should... Just answer answer me this question. Get rid of it. What scissors do you propose I use to cut a stitch, a medical grade stitch, out of your flesh? Just a quick, just a quick question. I would say small ones. <laughs> Precise There's- ones. Literally no world that I am going to But you, honey, cut. you have those really small scissors that you use to, like, cut nails. Yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah, cuticle scissors. I'm not going to apply 
apply those to your flesh. Don't cut my flesh. Just That's cut. the problem is that I don't know. I am not medically trained. Okay, you've obviously seen the stitch. You know, you can separate the stitch from my skin. You've seen it. It's like very obvious where it is. It's just there. It feels horror. weird. That this it's- is a horror. I don't even want to cut your hair if we're being real. I don't even want to do that. That scares me. Maybe cut the... How about... Do I get to choose which of those two one things? Absolutely not. I'm dragging the hair. Cut the stitch. Cut this. No, we're not cutting. Because I can't. I would do it myself, but I can't reach back there. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. You Emily, really think you that, think I'm gonna have months of this, like yes, just I a do. stitch in my back? I do absolutely think that. it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there's not a reason, hurting you. There's a reason they take those out. Yeah. They're because they're doctors. <laughs> no, but does it? I mean, there's a reason yeah, that yeah, they yeah. don't just leave them in yeah, for the I'm rest of gonna, people's lives. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. It's, I think it's very, very easy. Very, very simple. You just snip one side would and pull it out. Would you do it to me? Would yes. you cut a stitch out of my back? Yes. I'm watching your eyes and I can tell it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would do it. No, we're not going to do it. Honey. Uh, I'm just barely going to do the haircut. because I'm very confident scared. about things I know nothing about. Yeah, I know. That's why I can't trust you. <laughs> so you wouldn't let me cut, cut, you wouldn't let me cut the stitch off your back? <laughs> this, is, this is what it means. This is a non-starter. Do you have my back? I have your back. If you have my back, cut the stitch on it. Can you imagine me calling 911 and being like, yes, 911, I know there's a pandemic. I have slashed into my husband's back, and now he's bleeding profusely, and none of us know what to do. I'll say this. Do you remember when you bashed your face up? Do you remember that? Yeah. And we were in bed, and I was like, hey, I think it's fine. Let's go to bed. And then eventually we were like, we should probably go to the emergency room at like four in the morning. Uh Uh-huh. Don't trust that person. That person's me. Don't trust that person to do your medical stuff. It was, uh, it was, uh, we got there first and then a baby came in and the baby cut in front of us. At the emergency room? At the emergency room. Yeah. Life is unfair to you. It was like, <laughs> all right, it's fine. Uh, and, take the baby in. MPS Kumail uh, fell down in public. It was a dark situation and fell and bashed uh, his nose across the edge of a table. I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, my face is going to be different now. And it's I, not. I've never PS. passed out, but I almost passed out. No, yeah. they did a good job. They did a good job. Shout out to Kaiser for uh, patching me up. This was blood uh, gushing over a year. This over was about a year, a year and a half yeah. ago. Um, the first thing we went in, I was like, how's that baby? They're like, the baby's fine. New parents. You know how it is. Sure. <laughs> baby's fine baby's fine uh let's get into a few entertainment wrecks because we have been uh consuming because uh, we have been consuming a lot of entertainment first okay. i want to um here's a fun game you can play at home rank your cousins <laughs> <laughs> you know what's hard you know the top five or you know the top three at the bottom that's where things get people interesting. Be, people be pulling up down there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just a clump of yeah, and all tied for last place is all the rest of them. I love my cousins. I, I'm fairly close to them. Uh, we now have a 12 person uh, text chain going among our cousins. That's just like been more active because of the pandemic. And I will say, I love my cousins. Any meme that they find, they're just like send it on. It's a meme heavy chain. It's, it's a very a meme, meme heavy, heavy chain. chain. I also have a childhood best friend. I don't think she listens to this, so I, I'm going to say it. Who makes her own memes, and they are impenetrable. They make no sense. I think. I don't get them. Uh, we've tried to really, really read them over and over yeah. and understand. It's like they're from another dimension. It's like she's. It's like her, she speaks three languages and then English. Like she's really proficient. And she's speaking all three of them at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and it'll be like a photo of 
someone in her family with like a funny phrase. I think it's, and I just, I literally don't get it. And she's using phrases like TFW, like the feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's using that wrongly. (laughs) It'll be like TFW, um, the dishes get on over to the freezer and then you got four cars. (laughs) (laughs) And then a a picture of her aunt. And a picture of her aunt. And you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My response is always, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, and they're very long too. Usually the thing with me, Missy, like you, you want. Soul of wit. Soul of wit, that shit. Make it, (laughs) make it as as quick as you can. Make it small, make it efficient. She's like, I'm going to use many words. I love her so much. It's like each of these individual words makes sense, but not in this order. Yeah. Meanwhile, my other childhood best friend has just been sending me a list of the um, ad jingles that Barry Manilow wrote, because it turns out he wrote a lot of them. People are doing research out there. Yeah, people are doing people research. People doing the Lord's work. The Lord's work. Lord's work. Um, so let's talk about, uh, and look that up, by the way, Barry Manilow. I think he wrote, um, not the Mento song. He wrote, uh, well, of course, it'd be great if I had it in front of me. I don't. Google it and find out for yourself. Barry Manilow wrote a lot of jingles. Here's a couple of things we've been consuming in the past week. Um, I personally have been, uh, this is just a general recommendation. There is an author named Mary H.K. Choi. Um, she writes amazingly romantic, funny, sweet, beautiful books. Uh, I highly recommend the permanent record and emergency contact. Uh, they're two of my favorites. If you're looking for something to read, she's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, so good. Um, we saw a movie called, uh, we are little zombies and it is a, uh, Japanese movie about these four kids. It's going to sound like a bummer. But it's really not. Not it's at all. Not, uh, they all lose their parents, and it's these four kids. They call themselves little zombies because they sort of think they're not alive, but they're not dead. Because they, they haven't ha- felt any emotions about their parents they, dying. They, don't, they haven't felt any emotions about the parents dying. And the, the lead kid is big into video games. Like He has this old 8-bit like handheld console. So the whole movie is told with the framing of a video game, like level one, le- or stage one, stage two. And like they'll collect like coins and the, the, the sound effects are video games. And uh, we don't want to tell you what happens in it, but it's just a really, really... I've, I've never, never s- seen it. I've never seen a movie with that tone. He's The the filmmaker is clearly influenced by Edgar Wright in the best ways. Uh, and that's already an amazing filmmaker. It's certainly got a Scott Pilgrimy vibe a it little a bit, but, but it's, it's really funny. It's moving. It's charming. Never seen it's got movie. songs in it that are still in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the kids are just absolutely great performers. I feel like American movies are sometimes like they'll like lean into the emotion so much. And this movie doggedly like runs away from emotions. And that ends up being so impactful and emotional. That is true. Yeah. Oh, that's a very good review, sir. I feel like sometimes with American movies, they're like trying to tell you how to feel. Whereas uh, this movie uh, and my favorite movies are just the sort of ones like, hey, you bridge that gap. Like sometimes movies will try and like really come to you. But the the satisfying thing is meeting a movie halfway in, yeah. in every in every aspect. I agree with that. Um, I also would say we watched a movie called Portrait of a Woman on Fire. Okay. I, yes. Go ahead, Emily. It is a movie that is available on Hulu. Um, we should also Hulu. say We Are Little Zombies. I don't know if it is available. We were sent uh, a screener of it. I think it will be available soon. I think they're still working that out. So I, I I cannot guarantee you that you can watch it right now. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is on Hulu right now. It is a French film. It is a, it's described as a historic 
historical drama, which I find interesting. It's it is not that. Something called historical drama sounds like the thing I want to watch least. Absolutely. And this movie is sexy. It is fun. It is, oh, it's, oh. I have, I, I mean, this movie, I'm getting teary-eyed talking about it, affected me so much. This you know that feeling you have? I tweeted about this too, but when you're like watching a movie and as you're watching it, you're like, I'm watching one of my favorite movies for the first time right now. What a beautiful and feeling. It's, it's, it, and there's also a bit of an ache. There's like a little bit of a hurt because because of how rare it is, that mm-hmm. feeling. You know, you, you forget, like, you forget how it felt to watch something truly, truly life-changing. I don't want to oversell this movie. I'm just saying, because I've talked to people about it and they're like, oh, it's boring. And then I'm like, I, I, I and then cannot, you hate that person I cannot that. deal with that. Yeah. This movie, I cried so much during this movie. Joy, it's really funny. We were like hooting at some of the lines. We were just screaming with excitement. Because it's a fun movie to watch. But this is a movie I feel like you have to, Put your phone down and really watch this movie. It is not boring at all. I found this movie very charged the whole time. It's sexy without having a lot of overt sex in it. Yeah. Although there is some some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's of the lesbian variety. Yeah. I think that's not not giving any spoilers away. Uh, It's It's hot. We have to be careful because you are terrible with spoilers. That is true. You're terrible. You should talk to the guy who had to go see Sixth Sense with me in the theater after I'd already seen it. We, when we were watching Game of Thrones, the (laughs) phrase "in the books" was banned because Emily will start talking and tell me something, and I'm like, "Oh, I, I missed that." And then a season later, that'll happen. I'm like, Emily. You told me that a year ago. Anyway, back to Portrait of a Lady on Fire. You have this thing that you share with your mom, who's also wonderful, where like if your mom starts telling you about a movie, leave the room because she's telling you about the whole movie. My mom somehow spoiled episode The Phantom Menace for me. I don't know how my mom had seen it before me, but she spoiled it for me. Yeah. What the fuck? Anyway, um, I felt like this this movie, the way that I felt, um, watching like before sunset for the first time. Yes. If you haven't seen the before movies, before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight, I, I, everyone knows these movies, but these are like three of my favorite movies. And when I watched before sunset and I remember I watched it um, in Chicago at the landmark on Clark, that's like the sort of artsy theater, I walked out and I felt like the world felt different it like looked different i felt like i was truly felt like i was floating that doesn't ever happen but i felt like i don't know it's hard to explain because it doesn't happen enough so you mm-hmm. don't have like i don't have like practice expressing myself in this way this movie man the ending is beautiful it's just i i was really blown away by this movie <laughs> emotional these days i really love it <laughs> i really am. we were gonna have a, a go- ongoing question of what made you cry this week uh what There's, random thing made you cry this week so for me it was portrait of a lady on fire and then talking about portrait of a lady on fire <laughs> these are the things because it's and you gotta put your phone down because it's so much about the looks that they give each other oh. so much of what they're not saying and then later what they are tremendous saying tremendous actresses the two leads and yeah. they are so 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 good yeah it's just one of those movies that it's rare, man. It I, is a rare movie. I, I, can't, I can't remember the last did time. Did you feel that way about Phantom Thread? I did. I love Phantom Thread. I, I felt love, the same way about this movie that I did about Phantom Thread. I did not feel that way about Phantom Thread. I loved Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved, 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 loved that movie. And Paul Thomas Anderson is amazing. And I, I, I mean, I it's it's hard to be like, but, but with this movie, the, 
the way I felt about this movie, I felt about maybe, you know, 10 movies in my entire life. It's Eternal Sunshine. It's Before Sunset. It's Lord of the Rings. It's it's Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's just a small handful of movies. Mm-hmm. And they all have to be in the same world. Like I, you know, one of my favorite movies is, is Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. But Mine too. That movie it gives do me, that to me. Yeah. joy and excitement. But it's a different thing. I think there's a romance aspect to it. There's a romance aspect to yeah. it. I'm like, you know, I'm like a weird softy. You're a rom-com guy. I'm a rom-com guy. Yeah. So these movies that have that kind of uh, romance really like vibrate my DNA in a way that- I thought you were going to say your D. <laughs> my DNA in a way that- uh, You have always pined for, uh, you like a, a, you're like a lovelorn kid even when you had not experienced romance. You were like aching oh. for a breakup. Oh. And you'd never been in a relationship. No, I, I remember <laughs> when I was saying that I would study all day, every day, I would watch Four Weddings on a Funeral on repeat because I knew that movie so well, it would just be playing in the background. While all, you were studying? Yeah. Wow. Either that or Casablanca. Uh, both those movies are about guys what who don't get the girl until Four Weddings, he does get the girl at yeah. the end. But I really was like, I had a crush on this girl. We sort of hung out for two weeks. It wasn't about the girl. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't about her specifically. She wasn't special. No, but but for me, it was. No, I I think. Or whatever it was, right? At the you know time, I, mean? I like, thought it was the girl. Yes. At the time, you were like, this is the person I'm supposed to spend my life with. Right. But in reality, it's like, you're just kind of in a heady place where you want to. I've done that, where I've just put a guy into that role and been like, sure. you're the one. And well, they're like, what? Why are yeah, you Yeah, because I was like 16, 17. Yeah. Things are coming in hot your, and heavy. Your DNA is vibrating. My DNA is vibrating. <laughs> And, um, uh, and you know, it's also like sort of noble where it's like, oh, she really wants to be, because she started dating somebody else. I was like, oh, she really wants to be with me, but you know, she's going to go be with that guy to fight the Nazis. Like that's a noble cause. <laughs> we'll so, do whatever we can to justify why people aren't with us. For exactly. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm glad I found the best one. Aww. Yeah. So sweet. Uh, portrait of a lady on fire. I don't know. Some people say it's boring. I cannot... Wow, that movie! Uh, I, I like I said, there's five movies that have ever made me feel like that. I think, I, yeah, that movie. It, it, I absolutely, absolutely adored it. Um, I highly recommend anyone watch it. We started. Then there are two things that we. Well, uh, there's well, real quick. Well, we because we haven't done it yet. Should we plug our show? We should plug our show. <laughs> we have a new show on Apple TV Plus. It's been out since January, but we we just haven't mentioned it on the show because we keep forgetting. But uh, it probably would, you know. Behoove us. Speaking of uplifting, I think that we have a show on uh, Apple TV Plus called Little America. It is an anthology series where uh, we are EPs of. We wrote an episode, kind of co-created the series. And it's uh, taking the true stories of immigrants uh, that are told to Epic Magazine and then turning them into eight mini movies. It's an anthology based on true stories of immigrants. Yeah. And every it's eight episodes, all completely different. Uh, we're very proud of the series. Um, and that's the kind of thing if somebody had described it to me, I'd be like, oh, that sounds like it's medicine. It's not. It's a fun, uplifting, kind of hopeful, lovely, at times romantic, at times, at times sad. Uh, I highly recommend it. And what yeah. Apple doesn't uh, really advertise too much is that if you've bought an Apple product in the last year, you get a full year of apple tv plus for free right so if you've bought an apple product get that watch our show watch our we're show. very proud of it and i will say the first episode is probably the in bleakest some, in yeah. some ways the bleakest episode so if you if you're in a mood where you and i love that episode it's absolutely 
you know, the, the, they did an amazing job with that episode. But um, if, if you're feeling like you want to watch something that's not going to just make you feel. Yes. And the bleak. reason you said they did a great job is because we, for the first season, uh, contracted with writers and directors who had connections to each of the places that those immigrants were from to make those episodes. So yeah. we kind of, uh, kind of had a hand in overseeing right. a lot of people. Deepa Mehta directed it and she did an amazing job. Anyway, so watch that show. Yep. Uh, then there are two pop culture things that we just uh, didn't get to before. We didn't get to yeah. because we were, um, we were this, they came out at the end of last year. And we were, uh, we just didn't get to them. And now we have time to get to them. And they are, one is The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Yep. Uh, what a fun show. Not Star Wars heads, either one of us, I would say. We both like Star it, Wars fine, head. but not a Star Wars head. So I can't evaluate it from that perspective. But from my perspective, it's like a super fun, like, week to week, like, what adventure is he going to get into? It's like a Western. Yeah. It's almost like A-Team or something where every episode is like a new, like, there's a story that connects the whole thing, but the the mission is different. It's like a new town, new mission. It's basically, and of course, it's got Baby Yoda. That's what everybody knows. And I, I was like, get out of here with Baby it's Yoda. It's so and funny. It's, it's so great. Baby Yoda's so great. You were making Yoda sounds every time Baby Yoda was on it. It was like, oh. <laughs> every single time Baby was Yoda really? was on oh. Yeah, you were making... <laughs> You were like having such a reaction to anytime Baby Yoda really did anything. It's like the cutest thing about a baby and the cutest thing about a kitten put together somehow. Yeah. Baby Yoda, I'm yeah. on board. It's those uh, little eyes. Oh. Do you remember when we watched that? Uh, if you don't know who the the Quay brothers are, uh, they brothers are Quay, yeah, yeah, they are a uh, twin brothers, I believe, who just make some of the freakiest like art stop motion stop motion art that you'll ever see in your life. We watched a documentary on them that I think Christopher Nolan produced. Yeah, and he like introduced it. Yeah, because he's such a fan of theirs, and they were talking about like, well, they were like, how do you make the eyes look so lifelike? And they're just odd human beings, and they're like. We put olive oil on their eyes. It makes them seem alive. Now, it's funny that you've... <laughs> that's very funny. They do say that. We put olive oil on the eyes to make them feel alive. You've given them like a weird European do. accent. They're from Pennsylvania. Yeah, but they aren't. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're like... Pennsylvania is just as confused as they are. The, and most of us knew about... Uh, if you're of a certain age, know about the Quay Brothers from uh, that Tool video. Sober, oh, they, which they didn't make... But everyone thought that they did. Uh, and so growing up, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I love the Brothers Quay because yeah. I thought they made that video. Now, that stuff you got to be careful of. Uh, it's a, It can it's, be creeps. It's very dark, very creepy. They, yeah. like, use dead bugs to, as animation. Heck yeah, so they do. There's a lot, lot going on. Point is, Baby Yoda got that olive oil eyes. Super fun. So cute. Super fun show. show. And then we started playing this game called Death Stranding on PlayStation 4 <sighs> by Hideo Kojima, who's the creator of Metal Gear. And Metal Gear is an amazing series, and uh, but he was sort of full disclosure. We know him a little bit, so, very little, yeah, very little, barely. But, yes, um, I love Metal Gear. He sort of created this universe that's so specific; only he could have done it. And then they parted ways. I don't know exactly what happened, but he was he left Metal Gear. He left that video game company, started his own. And this game, Death Stranding, he's like, all right, I'll just make another absolutely bonkers universe. It is one of the most bonkers. It's there, And they throw you right in. It's almost like a Doctor Who episode where you get thrown in and you're just like, what, 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 what are you, what's the time fall? What the, and there are so many terms that people are like throwing around that you're like, I, I, and you know you're going to get caught up because he's such a good storyteller that you find out exactly what you need to know when you need to know it. The game is gorgeous. The game is weird as shit. Yeah. The game stars Norman Reedus, uh, who does a fantastic job. And 
Mads Mikkelsen, Mads one of Mikkelsen, our favorites. One of our favorites and features a, a fetus. That is a character in the game. No, it's a baby. I think that's a fetus. If it is, it, I don't think that thing, what that thing is, could not live outside of the body. So that's a fetus. I don't Out know. of the thing that it's in. Anyway, so this game, just so you know, this is, is this apocalypse adjacent or in the shit of it? I don't think it's apocalypse adjacent even. It's pretty apocalypse it is, but it doesn't, it's so weird. The world so is so weird, weird that it's, it doesn't make me feel stressed out. He does these weird things. Like this few, like there are a lot of great video game creators, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Corey Barlog, who does God of War, is like a great video game creator. One of my favorites, you know, uh, Neil Druckmann, who's done the Uncharted series. Uh, uh, there's like these sort of video game creators who are sort of like superstars. Auteurs, yeah. Auteurs. Jonathan Blow. Jonathan Blow is, but, but but what Hideo Kojima is, is he, because Jonathan Blow is like that, but like low budget. Yeah, like, indie games. Yeah. He is AAA budget, the budget of God of War or Uncharted with the weirdness Just of the weirdest shit. nobody else. Yeah. So you get these games that have like crazy production values and then it's his vision and he really got to execute it so... Like nobody challenged him on anything. Yeah. And it's a joy to behold because there's so much crazy stuff that just doesn't fit. Like everyone's drinking monster energy drinks. Monster energy drink fig- figures into the game. And when Norman Reedus's character goes to the toilet, sits on the he toilet. Has, he can pee and poo. He can pee and poo. And that's part of the game. There's like a um, a privacy thing that goes around a him door. when he pees and poos that is an advertisement for Norman Reedus's show on AMC. For his TV show on AMC. Norman Reedus, the person, not the character whose no. name is, names are also I really forget. great. Oh, uh, he's a, I know he's a, uh, he's a Bridger. He's, he's a Bridges. Bridges. There's also a character named Dead Man. Uh, played by a, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro plays Dead Man. Then there's a character named Die Hard Man. Die Hard Man. And they have nothing to do. Well, that's what I mean is like nobody got to, nobody challenged him, you know. In like, the best way. Like in the other games, there were characters named Revolver Ocelot. Or, Revolver Ocelot is still. It's great. I feel like I maybe hooked up with the guy because that was like his screen name or something. I, it feels like a thing I would have done. Psychomantis was one. But this guy is a true, like, nobody's like him. And this game mm-hmm. is, in some ways, it's a very... It's a simple game. It's a very way. common game to yeah. play because you're basically just carrying packages from one place to another. And it's a uh, it's a relaxing game to play with an absolutely bananas mm-hmm. world. And as you said, um, he just kind of throws you in. And there's all these terms and you just sort of uh, catch up when you catch up. Yeah, we're really enjoying that game. Um I will also say, I'm going to recommend a few, people keep asking me about the soundtrack, like the music that I listen to when I'm writing. So I'm just going to name a few of the bands or scores that I listen to. But I also wanted to say really quickly, I was not to, and I won't name drop, I was texting with a pretty big director today that we know. And I was, and he said, um, today I'm doing a, um, a photo shoot for my cats. That's what I'm doing all day. So wow. if you're not getting a lot done today, one of the one of the biggest directors in the biz is doing a photo shoot for his cats today. Pretty good stuff. Uh, Can you name drop someone without actually dropping the name? Because that really was. I name I name Cot. That was. I name Cot. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think that counts. I don't even know who, know who you're talking about. But I'll, I'll tell you later. Um, I don't think you would mind either. One so, of the biggest directors in the world. I'm just saying. I thought that kind of like I don't know. It heartened me that he was like, "That's his plan for the day." Like he's not doing a bunch of stuff today. Like if you're like, "I should get this done. I should write this. I should make this." No, oh, just do a photo shoot with your cats. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here are the few of the things that I listen to when I'm writing. 
Um, you've got your like kind of bleep and, bleep and boop, beep and boop sounds, and that's going to be bands like Calm Trues, Mouse on Mars, Survive. That is the band that uh, two of the members of that band do the Stranger Things soundtracks uh, and a band called Home. Those are all the ones I listen to for that. If you're going like beeps and boops, but angry, you want to go Author and Punisher, uh, which is a angry. San Diego gentleman who is incredibly talented. And he makes his own machine, He right? makes his own machines to make music. If you ever get to see them live, him live, I highly recommend it. Um, then you got your satanic uh, marching band music. That's going to be a Denver band called Itch.io. Really great to listen to uh, while you're writing. Uh, a band called Hammock uh, that I just can't even say enough. It's my new favorite band, essentially. And they're all instrumental. It's like a Godspeed You Black Emperor, if that's a reference you get, but a, but lot a little more, happier. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. lot more calming. And because yeah. Godspeed, who I love, is can super be, intense. Can be challenging. Yeah. yeah. Mogwai, I also listen to quite a bit of. Um, and then when it comes to soundtracks, I listen to anything that uh, an artist named Disaster Piece does. Disaster Piece started off in video games. Uh, he did Fez, he did uh, Stardew Valley's score, and then moved on to doing It Follows, uh, the score for It Follows, which is an amazing movie. And has since then just gone and done scores. So I listen to those. I listen to If uh, Beale Street Could Talk, which is Nicholas Bertel, the guy who did the succession theme. Oh, yeah. And then I listen to the Phantom Thread score quite a bit because that's a really, that's done by Johnny Greenwood, who is a member of Radiohead. And uh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now we're just going to end with a few letters. Uh, again, we're reading everything you guys are sending and we appreciate it. That doesn't mean we're always going to uh, read them all out on the air. Uh, we wanted to read a couple so last episode, we talked about uh, gross things that people are eating during the pandemic. And uh, we asked you to write in and tell us what gross things you're eating. So here's a couple of those. Tanya S. says, I listened to the latest episode and wanted to comment that I, too, used to heat up bologna and cheese in the microwave when I was a child. And I also thought that I was making something special or something that was a delicacy. I refuse to believe Tanya S. ever thought it was a delicacy. She definitely did, as did I. Instead of shredded cheese, as Emily said she used, my version was even more disgusting. I just used Kraft Singles, which is technically labeled as a pasteurized prepared cheese product. It's, yeah. It's not even cheese. So my delicacy was Oscar Mayer Bologna. 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 I always say Bologna. And Kraft Singles. And I'm pretty sure, since I've always loved ketchup, that I would put ketchup on that. Uh, makes me nauseous thinking about it just now. Okay. Regarding current pandemic food options, I recently discovered dipping pretzels in chocolate pudding. Pretzels are a nice low-calorie snack, and chocolate pudding is tasty, and it was the only chocolate I had in my apartment at the time. So I dipped some of the pretzels into the pudding, and it was pretty tasty. That sounds great. Another pandemic food option is cottage cheese and croutons. That sounds not great. Uh, this, is the sh this is, by the way, if I'm out of town, like working or something for this a week, kind of Emily, I'll be like, so what did you have for dinner? And she'd be like, I ate a whole cucumber and some cottage cheese. Yeah, it'll be like a can of baby corn. And I thought about sriracha. Uh, <laughs> uh, plus cottage cheese has a good amount of protein and fat. It's a filling and relatively healthy snack. Sure, but... Tanya, what you doing? What you doing out there with the croutons oh and cottage cheese? What would um, Yasser, I don't think you would mind me saying this, uh, a good friend of mine who is a writer, when we were in a writer's room together, would eat Cheez-Its and tangerines together. Wow. I found that horrifying. Wow. Love him forever. Mary N says, um, I want to share my disgusting quarantine food. I had a little bit of queso left at the bottom of the chip bag where it's just cracker bits and dust. I just dumped the bag into the queso and got a spoon and ate the rest. I'm calling it queso cereal. Oh, God. I was on board until the name. <laughs> then I got the image too much. That sounds disgusting, right? And honestly, I will probably do it after quarantine if the planets align again, because it was so good. You know, sometimes things are 
delicious and they look awful. I don't doubt that eating cheese with a spoon is delicious. Yeah. We used to, um, my mom would buy like frosting, depending on what part of the country you're from, like a thing of Duncan Hines frosting or icing or what have you. Like it comes in a can and I would open it, sneak open it, but like leave that little foil lid on so nobody could tell and would like sneak out a spoonful at a time. And I really thought I was And slick. they would just open it and be like, wow, it really settled. <laughs> and also I would come back and sometimes way more of it would be gone. And I'd be like, somebody else in this house. Somebody's got it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you guys are throwing away uh, empty yeah. bottles that seem sealed. Yeah, that's 100% true. Okay, uh, here's one from Alex Gay, who wrote about a bunch of things, but... Here's the really, here's the important part. Also, squirrels. sex of squirrels. Sex All of caps. squirrels. If you see teats, it is female. <laughs> so you're right. Kumail, squirrels are covered in fur. Yeah, dude, I know. <laughs> this would be mansplaining if I wasn't like on his side completely. I have seen a squirrel. Squirrels are covered in fur. If you can see nipples, it is a lactating female, which was your theory. That was my theory. If you can't see nipples without holding and searching through fur to find which them, Which I'm it not could doing. Be, no. If you can't see nipples without holding and searching through fur to find them, it could be either male or female. If there is a prominent bulge where the testicles should be, it is an adult male. Yeah, yeah I know. I feel condescended to Alex. <laughs> if I still have... My notes from mammology. I will send them to you so you can learn how to sex a squirrel. I wanna sex a squirrel. Tick tock, you don't stop all night. Make me feel good. That's not. Okay. Is that color me bad? Yes. Okay. Anyway, well, thank you uh, genuinely, Alex, but I do not think I'll need to learn how to sex a squirrel. <laughs> learn how to sex a squirrel but i think it's quite obvious i guess like if you see well they're not always lactating just this one is currently. no yeah no well, if you see a bulge where the balls should be that's the balls that's we the guy do you remember we used to have there was oh. a squirrel that had massive balls at it our had, house like the last it had place balls as big as a teenage <laughs> child it had like the balls of a 12 year old they were pendulous they were they were hanging <laughs> and they were voluminous they were undeniably that squirrel was ready to party that squirrel was a uh, male we um i ran out of just a quick wildlife check-in i ran out of uh bird seed last week and it takes a while to get anything now so i didn't have bird seed so i was kind of feeding them old bread and those little bitches were being very picky about the old bread it was pretty good buckwheat bread it was good bread and i can't believe you were throwing it out i had registered my uh, discontent oh, yeah uh i looked over and i i saw a squirrel outside like pulling it apart like a like a dad at a restaurant oh <laughs> like paul hollywood like ah it's not a good bake look it's not separated ah, i should have left it in the oven a little bit longer uh how dare you squirrels how dare you i have i want to say huh, go ahead i have birdseed now so we're all we're, we're all good yeah don't worry guys don't worry uh, you were saying this thing earlier. It, it reminded me here, like, if you want to learn how to sex a squirrel, there's, like, some people who are learning I stuff. I want to sex a squirrel. Okay. I'm going to keep doing it all day. Well, I'm not going to say it anymore. <laughs> so, it's done. Um, so, dream you know, people might be... On, dream away. That's a different one. Yeah. It's another Call Me Bad song. Um, so, I'm not going to learn how to sex a squirrel. But there's, like, the temptation to, like, learn to do stuff you haven't done, which is great. But you said, I was like, I've always wanted to be, like, since I was a kid, I wanted to be a good... Um, good at drawing. Good at drawing. And actually, you know, there's more to this story. Listen in next week. Ooh, are you we'll, leaving us on a cliffhanger? We'll, we'll talk about it next it's, week. It's maybe you learning to sex a squirrel, which I didn't say. Would I want sex. sex a squirrel. Would be the growth zone for you. That would be the growth yeah, zone. Yeah, you're learning yeah. a new thing. Yeah. 
What's your growth zone, guys? You Are you learning to sex a squirrel? Are you learning what color me bad is? Are you young and don't know? Is that how you say it? Sex a squirrel? Uh, well, no, God it. damn it. I am, <laughs> Emily, please. I want to be able to talk about Could this. Could you do a turtle? I want to sex a turtle. No, it doesn't work as well. So, but is that what you say? Like when you're determining the, the gender I? I of wanna, a... Ooh, a, is it sex or gender? No. Uh, yeah, but... I I'm, think biological sex. I think you... So if you're l- l- trying to determine the... <laughs> is that what it's called? It's called as a verb? like I need a sex or squirrel? <laughs> is that what it's called? I don't know, actually, because I'm not uh, in this field. I have no idea. But the way he uses it, Alex, right. which I assume he's... He sounds like he, he's got notes from homology. He knows what's up. Yeah. So I don't that's have notes from homology. Yeah. No, I got none. This is all the notes I got from homology. I got from Alex today. Identify when I identify a, the genitals. I got nothing. I have no idea. Maybe sex, that's what it's we called. We should look up if sex is a verb, but not in that that way. No, not in that way. Not just <laughs> not determining. in the fornication way. All right. Well, we've learned so <laughs> I think much. That's enough. Uh, and uh, oh wow, <laughs> that was a weird. We had a I podcast am, that we've, it's been over six years now, seven years now. I am tired. And Kabail just uh, almost closed out this podcast as if it was the podcast. Staying in podcast seven. at gmail.com. Please uh, email us whatever yeah. thoughts you have, whatever we asked well, you. What would you answer. like to plug today, honey? When was the last time you cried? Let us know. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, that's uh, a good party question in normal times, not in now times. No. I love going up to people right. in the industry at like a fancy party and being like, Oh, it's so nice to meet you. When's the last time you cried? Right. How many grandparents do you have? That was more interesting. Now it's like, well, I just wiped my tears for this Zoom meeting. So (laughs) people are getting real honest with each other. Uh, Directors are out there doing photo shoots with cats. Everything's going to be fine. Um, I would like to plug wearing masks in public to protect and not not the medical kind, just the cloth kind. Yeah. What would you like to plug? Save the medical kind for the medical professionals. I I was going to plug that, but I guess I'll... uh, Sorry, I took it. I'm going to plug... uh, I don't know. Oh, you are tired. Be kind? Being kind. How about that? No. Okay. I don't want to plug that. Okay. I will plug... This is like you trying to get off stage as a comedian. Give yourself permission to have a fuck-off day. Ooh, I like that. You just do nothing good that day. Eat whatever you consider unhealthy, whatever you want to eat. Whatever you want, yeah. Uh, Maybe sex a few squirrels. Talk to people. Don't talk to people. Do whatever. Sex as many squirrels as you want. Ignore some Zooms. Who cares? Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Give yourself a day to have zero, zero you want to accomplish or goals and enjoy it. Enjoy it because you have earned it. Just going through the weirds is a job. Yes. And you are doing great. Hey, no, you're not getting Hey, paid. your evaluation came in. Uh, it's um, uh, A's across the board. <laughs> well done. Uh, okay. So we'll talk to you guys soon and um, take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.